This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area in April 1st, 2024. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's another day and another story that we're going to have to go over, as well as getting into some other things. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Digest. Thank you all for listening. We really, really do appreciate that. And when we start looking, when we start looking at what is going on in the NFL today, Jawan James actually is going to opt out of the season for the Denver Broncos. That is a huge story for the Broncos. Especially when you look at the fact that you're going to be dealing with, eh, I don't know what to say, a journeyman, but a journey in finding who's going to play opposite Frank Clark and who's going to play in relief of Frank Clark. I do expect Frank to kind of switch sides a little bit more. So the other defensive end is going to have an interesting time. And without uh, a tackle there to protect Drew Locke, I got to think that that's going to stunt his growth a little bit yet again. And um, that's another thing that just kind of suppresses one of the contenders that the Chiefs will have to deal with. Absolutely. And then you also look at the fact that Garrett Bowles was going to be in a competition for left tackle and he basically wins it for by default at this point, which is fantastic for Kansas City. It really (laughs) sucks if you're a Broncos fan. Um, Thank you, John Elway, for for drafting Garrett Bowles a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, that's uh, that doesn't bode well for him. And and I know a lot of our listeners are going to be Locke fans because they're Mizzou fans. And I, I still think that he has enough wherewithal to get through that. But it, this certainly isn't helping him. No, and, you know, they are going to have a lot of weapons and that offense is going to be very good. But the question is, is can they keep him upright? And I think Locke is going to be a good quarterback. I don't think. I honestly don't think he's going to be anywhere close to Patrick Mahomes, obviously, uh, but I do think he's going to be a good quarterback for Denver. Uh, but they're going to be chasing Kansas City for the entirety of Locke's career. Yeah, I have to think so. And until, I mean, yes, they added some nice weapons for him, but until he has the time to actually utilize and try to go downtown, uh, I, I don't know what you're going to get out of that kind of depth or that kind of uh, what I think is the deep crossers that the, uh, that, Judy and uh, Noah Fant are going to be real good at like that takes time to develop. If you don't give him that time to sit in the pocket and and realize it, it's going to be a tall order for him. Well, and he's got to be able to get to the point where he's also getting to his third or fourth reads to be able to do those types of routes because those aren't going to be the first couple of reads. So, you know, the question is, are they going to be able to give him time? I, I'm not sure. Uh, It's, it's not surprising that you're seeing some more players opt out and, I guess since we're mentioning players opting out, we also ought to mention that it sounds like the NFL is trying to get it to where the opt-out day, the final opt-out day will be Thursday this week, Wednesday or Thursday this week. So it could be as soon as uh, Thursday this week. Yeah, and that that should be, I think, good at just getting everybody to a decision point that so that they can either move on with the rest of their lives or move on getting ready to try and play some games. There's a lot of work to be done for those that are going to participate in those teams that are going that direction. One guy who was not going to be participating is uh, Jordan Lucas, former chiefs player who did opt out for the season and is not going to be on a field. 
He's not the only one that's not going to be in the uh, area, though. Uh, the Raiders made a trade. Uh, who was the that they uh, let go? I believe it's PJ Hall. They were getting ready to let him go, and they traded him instead. Okay, so th- there's there's like a round pick from 2018. Yeah, and then that's the big thing. Second rounder. I mean, this is that's not a, a low round draft pick, and so there's there's still some volatility going on in this division. Um, and it's not just because of COVID. It, it's really trying to straighten out your rosters, find where the talent is, uh, and make sure. I think it probably puts another wrinkle on that. It's, you not only have to be good on the field, but you have to be dedicated to being on the field and being available by staying healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have the second head coach to test positive for COVID with Philadelphia's uh, Doug Peterson testing positive. So that's a big story as well. Uh, coming up, we're going to have to dig into that because that in particular has ramifications on what goes on in Kansas City, if, when, and maybe. Uh, and so we're going to take a look at that. And then when we get to the third segment, we're going to take a look at what we're going to see initially in maybe another week or so when we get to actually see practices. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use on important things like mortgage and food and daily occurrences like that. There's a lot that goes into your life, and why would you want to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more on the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new dealership when you can go to rockauto.com? rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. I can attest to this. I really did like the Rock Auto site when I was looking for something for my car a couple of weeks ago. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much as for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com you said it before the break and doug peterson uh, obviously had been here in kansas city for a long time he is now positive and I haven't seen the release from the Eagles about how they're they're physically going about that. Clearly, uh, the initial uh, information was that he was asymptomatic and he was quarantining. Okay, so that puts the impetus on the coach to then make changes to how he's going about it. He has to delegate duties in terms of who's in the building then because he's not going to be. Um, communication is one thing, but being there, being able to coach, et cetera, especially once they get practicing, is going to be a challenge. So. My question to you is, there are a couple of coaches on the chief staff that are in the high-risk area, you know, over 60, uh, maybe uh, higher BMI than they want to have, and maybe puts them at risk a little bit more. So when you think about that, what if it is Andy Reid? How do they deal with him having to probably quarantine and then not be in the building? Well, I think you have to look at it, and I think you have to figure that if that's going to happen, that they have Eric Bieniemy, and that you know he's going to be ready to go, and uh, he's going to have to step into that role. And they have Steve Spagnuolo, who has been a head coach before, so he can step up and help. Uh, I, I think they have guys in the building, and I think they're going to be able to work around that. But that's a big question, and that's going to be a question as to how it's going to work 
uh, you know, depending on when it's going to happen, because more than likely you're going to deal with somebody uh, in, you know, you're going to have team, you're going to have chiefs players testing positive for COVID at some point throughout the season. You're going to have coaches test positive for COVID sometime throughout the season. Um, I think that's just the reality of what's going to happen with, with this virus and with the way things are going in the NFL. Uh, I think you have a little bit of a different opportunity if you were to go into bubbles, but uh, the NFL isn't doing that. Um, and that's asking a lot for players to to bubble up for basically five months. Uh, but at, at this point, it looks like this is the direction they're going and, and you're going to have to come up with plans. And I'm sure it's something that they've already discussed. How are we going to do this if we do not have the ability to have the head coach there or have you know, Eric Bienemy there or Steve Spagnolo there, who's going to take those roles? Yeah. And that's the big question. I think you hit it on the head. We've talked in the off season about losing Eric Bienemy to a head coaching job in another team. Eventually. Um, it, if this season goes off and they were actually able to play a full season, I think it will happen this off this next off season. I think he will be a head coach somewhere else in 2021, but I can't think of being in a better situation. If coach Reed were to get sick and have to stay at home and have to stay quarantined, I can't think of an, of a better way to have somebody up front than Eric B um, not only for his perspective of, you know, getting ready to take that role to the next level, but as a guy that can lead an entire team, I know Steve Spagnuolo is filled in that role. He's been a head coach. He can do that as well. That's a nice trade-off, but I honestly feel that, because of the situations where each side of the ball is, I think Steve Spagnuolo needs to concentrate on the defense rather than trying to manage the entire team. Whereas I feel like the enemy's got more support. Oh, I'm not saying that Spagnuolo would be basically be the head coach. I'm just saying that he's got experience so he can help. Uh, I do think that he has to, you know, focus on the defense because I think that's going to be the spot that, um, you know, they're going to need the most help and that they're going to improve the most. The nice thing is, is that, assuming everything comes out all right and it's just basically they're quarantining, they can still be around uh, via Zoom at any time. So it's not like they're not going to be available completely. At least that's what you're hoping. Yeah, as long as they feel healthy enough to, to sit up in bed, they can communicate. And I think that's going to be the thread. And maybe what we saw all spring and summer in using the Zoom connectivity to get that done, uh, maybe that actually helps quite a bit in getting them used to being able to get their point across, getting everything that they need to communicate all the way through because Andy's not alone. There's a couple other guys that are, uh, I wouldn't want to meet Dave Tobe in a dark alley myself, but he is of the age group that is a little bit more at risk. I think he's, he's really fit for a guy his age, but Steve Spagnuolo's getting up there. Tom Melvin's up there. There are a couple other coaches on this roster. Uh, I'm not sure how old Andy Hill is to tell you the truth. That's, that's Dave's new assistant. Um, I'm not sure where he is, but th- there's always an aspect of this. And I think coming together, I think really having had to lead those meetings as a bigger group virtually may end up helping them in the long run. Certainly could. And, you know, I, I expect that with the way Kansas City has been approaching this offseason and the way that they are kind of leading the pack, so to speak, when it comes to this whole thing, I think that they have already kind of thought through a bunch of the different scenarios and have a plan in place. Uh, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's going to be fun and the team's going to like it, but I'm sure they already have a play in place for it. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I mean, and Andy would still be able to um, obviously not do the install, but plan out 
you know, do a little bit more game planning. I think that uh, anytime you can give more time to Andy Reid to game plan, I think that's an advantage for this team. It would also require if Eric B does take that lead role, it would mean that there's more to be done by the offensive staff. So then you, you would see Mike Kafka stepping up and uh, most likely Joe Blamar. Uh, those are the two guys that stand out to me that would then uh, get a little bit of bump and responsibility. Yeah, and you're going to have to have guys that are going to step up, and that's going to be something that's going to be a common theme across the NFL and across any of these teams. You're going to have players that weren't ready to play going to have to play this year because of the situation with what's going on. Yeah, let's hope that it doesn't come to that because it would be it would be a challenge. There's no way around that. And it's always a challenge when you're not feeling 100%, and Juan Thornhill is not. Coming up next, we're going to talk about him, what happens with his absence to start training camp. Listen up, Chiefs and Blues fans. This is your opportunity to help support your local Special Olympics Missouri program. There's nearly 17,000 athletes statewide that compete year-round in 16 official Olympic-type sports. Right now, you have the chance to help support Special Olympics Missouri, plus be entered to win a brand-new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. Here's how to participate. Buy your raffle tickets between now and October 31st. Just go to somo.org slash raffle. That's S-O-M-O dot O-R-G slash R-A-F-F-L-E. And click the green button, buy truck tickets generically. $20 for five tickets, one is free. Connect Somo athletes to health and wellness programs. $5 per ticket supports individuals with intellectual disabilities. $10 minimum on online purchases. Important side note to mention, you do not need to live in Missouri to win. So for all you out-of-state listeners, you can help too. Let's go. October 31st is your last day to buy tickets, but don't wait till then, because along the way, you have a chance to win one of two trip prizes to either Branson or to Vegas. And by purchasing four tickets, you are entered to win both in separate drawings. Again, head to somo.org slash raffle and click the green button, buy tickets generically. $20 gets you five tickets and one free, and a chance to win a 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. Check out somo.org slash raffle. So I'm not terribly concerned at this point uh, about the long-term health of Juan Thorne or, or even the, the current health uh, of the knee this season. But just the fact that he's not there, it, that generally is going to lead to um, limitation in terms of who else is going to get reps when they do start practicing. We don't know the exact date for that, but we can see it coming down the road. They made a signing in Tedrick Thompson. Uh they still have, I think Armani Watch should slide right into that role, but they could be moving around um, Dan Sorensen. They could be moving around LeJerry Sneed. Uh, what's your take on how they ought to be approaching this? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in, in this regard because you would expect that Thornhill is going to be a guy that's probably going to be ready to go, hopefully by the time the season starts, but maybe it's going to be a couple of weeks into the season. Um yeah, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do. I think that they got a pretty good idea as to how they were going to be able to use their safeties last year when Thornhill went out uh, towards the end of the season in the playoffs. So I think that they're going to look at that and they're going to figure out, okay, well, you know, we can go this direction and, and they've got a couple of extra players. So maybe they go, uh, you know, with those directions. But I would imagine that's going to go to Daniel Sorensen or it's going to be another vet of some slight, uh, some sort, maybe Tedrick Thompson. Uh, it could be. Uh, you know, Armani Watts in the end. We'll just have to see. I'm not sure what direction they're going to go. It's going to be interesting to me because what we've seen late in the season 
uh, like you said, making that adjustment, moving guys around the propensity to use Tyron Matthew in the slot corner spot as much as at safety, I think showed itself there to be another option this year. I don't think that's the best spot for him in, in making plays, but they could certainly do it. So if they don't, it puts a little bit more stress on the cornerback group and looking at them, we still have a huge question, Bashad Breland, but I got to think, even if he's not there, that they have a depth chart that they're going to. Yeah, they're going to have a depth chart that they're going to, and you have to figure that he's probably going to miss some time, so they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do in that regard and how they're going to go about that. Um, you know, Who's going to be the guy that steps up in that regard? Are you going to play a rookie? I really have a hard time believing that they're going to go that direction, but uh, you know, the other side of it right now is you may not have a choice. Um, you can make as many plans as you want right now, and hopefully they're able to go and use their plans as according to what they have made them. But the problem is, is you have no guarantee that you're not going to get a week before game starts and your next up guy is not going to come down with COVID and be out for two weeks. Very true. And they're, you they're- got to practice like everybody's going to be uh, having to play. Yeah. One play away. Right. It, it's interesting to me when you look at how the chiefs list the players Antonio Hamilton is a guy with experience that they're very high on for special teams, but he has not played much. And it, when he did play not terribly well at the cornerback spot, he is listed at corner. Obviously Rashad Fenton is listed at corner. Uh, Bopi keys is listed at corner. Whereas luxurious needs is listed like the old Ron Parker designation DB. Uh, so Jack of all trades, just kind of roam around. Um, when you look at it that way, do you think they go with the veteran? They try to see what Antonio Hamilton can give them because he's been in the league a few years. It's certainly possible that they'll go that direction, but I think you also look at it and say, well, he's been a special teamer. Is he ready to step in and play? Uh, you know, the bigger thing, and this is going to be a weird year just because of the way everything is going to work out with COVID, but the bigger thing in which you really have to start looking at when you start looking at the schedule is, we think that they're going to win all these games. We don't know what players are going to be available when they start getting ready to play these games. So every single game becomes almost like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just the flat out reality of it because you would assume that you're going to have your entire team one week, two weeks later, you may not have half your starters. I, you hope that's not the case, but and other teams are going to be dealing with it as well. So you would hope that it's going to be kind of a fair balanced thing, but you have no idea what's going to happen this year. It's a tall order, and that's that brings me back to guys that they designate as DB. Lavert Hill's another one of them, one of the UDFAs that I think might have a shot. Chris Lammons, they list it, DB. Guys that can have multiple skill sets. So let's let's play this game. If if Bashad Breland gets, what, three weeks for uh, the PED and then an additional three weeks for the arrest, let's say he's out six weeks, or he just gets sick, what's, what's the optimum lineup you see for those DBs? Man, I just I I don't know. I and the bigger problem is is you're not going to get to see him on the field, and that's really the the time where I would really be able to get to a point and and figure out who should be playing where. Obviously, Ward is going to be a starter. Fenton will be a guy that I think is going to get a lot of time. Uh, but you start talking about that third corner, and it it could go to a whole bunch of different guys at this point. Yeah, I mean personally for me, I, I want to see Fenton on the outside opposite Ward if that happens. Uh, and allowing 
Tyron to come down and play that that slot like he did in the playoffs. Uh, and then with Snead, and I, I'm hoping, I'm assuming that by the time they're playing games, that Thornhill's back to normal. And I would like to see Snead and Thornhill back there because then you have Tyron, Thornhill, and Snead, all guys who can play safety and they can come up and play that nickel if they need to. Yeah, and that would give them quite the DB group and the ability to do multiple different things from multiple different fronts. Yeah. So, no, that would be a great thing for Kansas City, and I, and I hope that they're able to have Thornhill back. I just I don't know what to expect in that regard. And you know, you talk about those three guys, and and yeah, that gives them a lot of flexibility. The problem is that doesn't put Daniel Sorensen on the field, and I just feel like he's going to be on the field somewhere. So. Uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be something that's going to take in, be taken into account. But the question is, is where is he going to play and how often is he going to be on the field? Because uh, with Willie Gay coming in this year, maybe they try to stay more with their base defense. Could be. Uh, honestly, I, I look at 11 personnel, and that's what's got me thinking that that DB group, rather than Sorensen, would be out there. But if they're if they go to the dime, obviously Dan's it. But you might even try eventually. Uh, running the nickel with Dan and Willie without Hitchens on the field, because that's the fastest lineup. If you want to have your, your back seven uh, is those two guys, a linebacker and then the five DBs. Yeah. And maybe that's what they end up doing. And I, I'm just, I'm not sure what direction they're going to go. Uh, we, you know, there's a lot of stuff that could happen between now and the start of the season. We assume we know what the roster is going to look like, but in all reality, Kansas City's got to be making moves. You know, we talked about this yesterday. They've got to be making moves to try to figure out the salary cap in the next couple of uh, months uh, for 2021 and 2020. But yeah, they have a lot of space right now. But maybe they feel like they have a situation where they can move on from a higher price bet, uh, and maybe that changes the way that the defense is going to look this year. It could be. I, I think it's kind of up in the air, especially once. Teams are past the strength conditioning phase and they start actually practicing. What does that do to how many guys have to sit out? How many guys get sick and have to sit out? Because I could see a lot getting pressed into service. And, and I just want to say this because it caught me off guard when uh, when the photo shoot came out last week. I just feel bad for Bobby Keys. I, I, anybody that isn't already a veteran that has to wear 29, I, I just feel bad for him because he's got to hit the ground running. It's not like when Kendall Fuller switched over. Uh, because he already had a resume. This is tough. And wearing that number out there, especially as a rookie, is going to be uh, coming with some expectations. No, absolutely. And they are definitely going to have to figure something out in that regard. And you look at 29 and what it's meant for Kansas City. But, it, you know, and, and I know we've been focused on CBs and DBs, but I almost feel like it's bad for Clyde Edwards Hilaire as well. I mean, on the offensive side, he's wearing mm-hmm. 25. Yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> that's pretty big shoes to fill when you think about who's worn that number in Kansas City. It it just illustrates how much of a switchover this has been in the last two seasons, not just the Super Bowl and the success, but just seeing common numbers. 50 uh, is going to be on the field again too. seeing numbers that you're, you're used to looking to to make big plays that you're used to looking to be there when they're needed. It's subliminal, and I certainly recognize that you can't really have those expectations of new players just because they're wearing somebody's number that's that's performed in the past. But subliminally, for the fans, man, that's that's got to play into it. 
Absolutely. And then you just hope that they're going to be able to not look at their number and, and worry about getting a lot of pressure put on them because of the number that they're wearing. Um, you know, the one thing I will say, I didn't like Fuller wearing 29 just because Eric Berry just leaving and 29 being Eric Berry's number. I really wish that it would have gone to somebody that wasn't going to be on the field as much uh, just because it's it was hard seeing that number on the field. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, you know, you're going to have to go with it and it's, it is what it is. And, you know, at this point, I'm still surprised Barry's not on a roster anywhere. Yeah, that uh, it doesn't surprise me. I, I thought that after having recovered, tried again, and then had another year off, I thought he would have been signed if he was going to be signed. I'm the longer it goes on, the more I'm, I'm approaching certainty that, uh, that his career will have been with the Chiefs and he will be remembered positively, but I don't think it's going to continue. Well, yeah, and you have to wonder if this whole COVID thing is really going to play into it as well, uh, because it's possible that with his past uh, history of having cancer, that he's decided he wasn't going to play this year anyway. So there would be no reason for a team to sign him. Absolutely. I mean, that is a significant risk for someone who's recovered from that. They are always immunosuppressed at some point. So we'll see. You never know. Stranger things have happened, but I'm just not too uh, too looking forward to it. So. We'll try to take it easy on Willie Gayway in 50 late and uh, Bo P. Keys. I, I always want to say the carries. I don't know why. I just, I got to remember Bo P. Uh, but him wearing 29, it's I just. So much easier. I, I don't understand why you want to try with go with the hard one. Because I'm used to looking to him uh, on film and in, in rosters and reviews rather than by a nickname. It's, it's just in my head. But all those guys, as well as Clyde, I think Clyde's got obviously, you know, the biggest spotlight. Um, okay, well, well, do me a favor. Go uh, try to uh, type out Bo Pete Keys' real first name several times on Twitter, and, and we'll be good on that regard. What, what did my followers do to you? You don't need to cause them that pain. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, um, I will not spell that out uh, for you because it'll be hideous. But uh, thank you for listening with us today and checking out the uh, Twitter feeds over at Locked on Chiefs and uh, Ryan Tracy NFL. Um, I will promise I will not try to spell that and take it easy on your eyes, but... Uh, We'll have more for you tomorrow as we get more news about the team. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.